It's the start of the show, time to walk through the smoke When I enter the ring, I jump over the ropes I feel like Mysterio, I ain't no joke Titles, I held them both, call me Chris Jericho Time to cash in my money in the bank Just like she missed when he beat Roman Reigns Leave me in the cage, like Undertaker when he met Kane I don't play games, I'm the Triple H The crowd screaming, you rock like my name's Dwayne The crowd screaming, you suck like your Kurt Angle In the ring, I'm the boss just like Sasha Banks So you'll get whipped like the intro from Sable King of my stable, don't matter the label Smack down a Raw, you get put through a table Pushed off a ladder, a choke with a cable Throw me a chair, I'm I'ma give him a facial It's the start of the show, time to walk through the smoke When I enter the ring, I jump over the ropes What's up everybody and welcome back To the podcast known as Ring Champs I am your boy, Just Fino, and of course I am here with my co-host, the one and only Sasha, the legit king. Sasha, say what's up to the people. What's up, people? Happy to be back. How are you doing, Sasha? Oh, I am here. I am making it, but I'm happy, like I said, to be here and to talk to you about the wonderful world of wrestling. Ah, what a wonderful, wonderful world it is. I swear, it, wrestling brings so many ups and downs and ups and downs. And oh my God, Sasha, I don't know what to think anymore. Like, I'm, I'll tell that he's he's ready to go. He's ready to talk about something. <laughs> I'm in love with wrestling more than anything in the world. Like, I love my dogs, Duke and Roman. I love them so much. But I don't think I love them as much as wrestling, man. I'm sorry. I hate to say that. I like the world of professional wrestling is fucking crazy. It, it is. Look, this is we're this is Friday night, okay? So we all know what happens on Fridays, okay? It, it is SmackDown, okay? So I, we were recording this literally as SmackDown just ended. Yeah, 11 minutes ago it just ended. And we are not, you know, I'm not going to recap or anything like that. But the last 10 minutes of that episode, oh my God. I I, I just don't know what to think. I don't don't know what to say. Sasha, please just take over for a second. I I need some time. Wait a minute. (laughs) I I need a minute to just get over it and like just... Stay calm. I don't want to. I don't want to just be angry. I don't want to just, you know, have a, a, a crazy scrum. Like I, I just, I, I need, I need. To you need to go through the process of grieving. Yes. Just just take okay. over for a few minutes. Talk about something. I don't even care right now. I need some time. Okay. Well, well, you know, is is having his his thing. Uh, I mean, I don't want to recap it, but if you haven't seen it, the uh, Man, Jay Uso, kick hurt around the world. I mean, there's been a lot of those because man, super kicks are plenty in wrestling these days. But yeah, Jay Uso told Jimmy he's no longer in. He said Jimmy's no longer in the bloodline, and then sold everybody the proverbial wolf ticket and said he himself, Jay, is no longer in the bloodline, and proceeded to kick Roman Reigns' face off. <sighs> I mean, the last two episodes. No, no. no. I hey, I'm going over the last few parts. I 
So full disclosure, I didn't see the promo, but I got to see the last few seconds of it. And my brother, if you want to talk about it, you can oh, delayed oh, right now. Oh man, I am so oh. I'm giving y'all the cliff notes before he unloads. So. It was awesome, but at the same time, that's my tribal chief. My um, tribal chief. He, he got kicked in the face. I mean, you know, this is not a chair to the back again. Not once. Cliff. Not twice. I think it was three times. Oh my god. I'm just saying, at least it wasn't a chair to the back, okay? He's gotten a lot of those in his career. That is is 100% true, but you know what? Like, I could survive, you know, a a chair shot to the back. He might need facial uh, surgery to to, to fix the kicks. (sighs) Let's not go that far. But, chief. I'm surprised it happens now. I, I'm surprised. I thought they would, but I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, you, I guess you don't want to stretch it out too long. Like, what's Jay gonna do? What's Jay gonna do? Like, man, Jay Uso, man, best actor in a dramatic role. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, it, it's. I'll tell you this, and I'm a, you know, obviously, obviously, I'm a Roman fan and a Tribal Chief fan, obviously. Clearly, um, but I have to say, hell of a segment. I didn't. I really didn't know where they were going. Uh, I was hoping, um, you know, maybe they do that whole Jay is part of the bloodline and he's like a kind of like a double agent type thing, where he's like secretly taking them apart or something. But I love this way too. Those so well done. Yeah, and. From what I can see, like the reaction, it's like main event Jey Uso, y'all. I've been saying it. Like yeah. he, yeah. cinema, like this this bloodline thing. He has. I know Roman has become. I feel like it was going to happen, whether or not the fans liked it or not. Roman was always. I don't think we if we saw it being like this, but Roman was going to be the guy. Like it was. It was going to happen, whether you wanted it or not. I think the pleasant surprise in this whole thing is how Jay has grown. Roman has grown tremendous. Like, like I said, he was always molded to be the man, but now it's like, it's not forced. It's not, it's, it's happening organically. It's happening. But like I said, Jay coming along, pleasant surprise. And man, I've, oof. Like I said, I saw the kick. He put a little... He pulled an extra on it. So. But yeah, that was a. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Roman still has like the footprint on his face. Like, it was, Cause it's rare you see anybody like physically handle Roman Reigns. Like, it's very rare. Like, even with Brock Lesnar, like, this was like, kick the shit off this man's <laughs> his face. Like, woo. Mm. He showed it so well, too. It, it, like, it just yeah. makes Roman even more. Okay. And then they did the double kick, and it, it was it was great, great segment, uh, great ending to SmackDown. Overall, I thought SmackDown was it, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, the gauntlet match to start it off. Uh, shout out to Pretty Pretty Deadly, who are now the new number one contenders. Yep. Uh, and I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's see what else they had. They had uh, Eel versus uh, Zelina Vega. And Vega got the win off of that. It looks like they're continuing to build the 
the the separation of EO and Bailey. Uh, let's see. My boy LA Knight unfortunately lost, but he did get the upper hand against Santos. But overall, you know, like I said, good show. Uh, good, good Friday night. We're two weeks away from London, England. Uh, the Friday, the SmackDown in London um, is actually going to be uh, Oscar versus Charlotte for the Women's Championship. Now, I saw that promo with Bianca. Man, she cleared her out, boy. <laughs> yeah, I love the Bianca was- thing. You think, you think a heel turn's coming? I don't think she's turning heel. I wouldn't go that because then my thing is how could you do that why would she be the heel in that situation like how do you explain that oscar cheated to beat her charlotte came and got in front of her in the line like how do you justify saying that she's wrong in the situation she's not wrong but heels can still be right that's what i'm gonna do it's like how could you get the people to turn on her i, I shouldn't have said wrong like how would you get the people to boo her or turn on her when like I said she wasn't she was like you said she's right in the situation I don't see how that makes her a heel I see that that if anything I would think that would piss people off is if she wasn't upset about it if she just kind of like kept smiling and twirling her braid like oh I'm the EST da, 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 and kind of let it go that I feel like would make me look at her like ugh why would you know right, <laughs> right, yeah. you? you don't care but to yeah. me, like she's a hundred percent right. I don't think I I don't see that being a heel. I think that she's it's just a new form of her character. Maybe? Yeah, like it's a new layer. It's not heel. Okay. It's okay. Bianca is not taking your shit because she's not wrong. She's not wrong. But I would say this though: Charlotte wasn't wrong either. Charlotte didn't ask for you know her. Re- she never got her rematch. So when she lost to Rhea, so now this is kind of like. You know, I don't know. You you can go different ways with it. I, I like the way it's going. You know, uh, Bianca's going to be at ringside during the match, so we'll see what happens there. And I feel I, like even if she inter, even if she interferes, I mean, she was mad. Like, right? Like, no, she that's got true. cheated. You jumped in front of her, like. And to be fair, we've never gotten the the Charlotte Bianca feud. We have so this can be the beginning of it, you know. Bianca's faced every other horsewoman. She yep, hasn't she's faced Charlotte. everybody, and she hasn't beaten Charlotte. She said that was one of the things that she wanted to do. So, oh. yeah, I don't think it's a heel. I think of another layer, like you said, to Bianca. I like I said because you'd be hard pressed in the situation, especially you know as good as, as good as Charlotte is, she continues to be polarizing. So, I mean. If someone was going to be made unlikable in the situation, whether it's fair or not, I feel like it would have been Charlotte. Like, people are not going to like, but no. Bianca's just pissed off. Rightfully so. so, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Sasha, we, we have a big day, a uh, big episode today, for sure. We, we have uh, a lot to talk about. That is uh, for sure. But before we begin, I would just like to say, on this day... Because I don't know if you know, but fun fact. Today, yeah, let me see how many years this would be. But uh, let's see, 2000, this is what, 2023. So 25 years ago today, fun fact, Edge made his WWF debut, in-ring debut. 
yes, he did. I found that out. Uh, I was just scrolling on Facebook and I saw that. Is that why I keep seeing that clip of him coming back in the Royal Room? But I've seen that thing like four times on Facebook. Oh, for real? Yeah. Well, that might be it. That might be it. I keep seeing it. He had his first match against Jose Estrada Jr. It it happened on June 16th, but it actually aired on June 22nd. Uh, but congratulations! So Love 25 years in the business. Uh, well, it was probably more because I'm sure he wrestled. He wrestled beforehand, but at least 25 years in WWF, WWE. Uh, so, you know, congratulations to Edge. Well, you think you know me, boy, oh boy. Congratulations <laughs> to Edge. I want to see what he does next. I'm really... I am curious about him, too. I, I wonder what his next feud is going to be. That, that's going to be interesting. And he is a SmackDown superstar specifically, so that, that's actually pretty interesting. I kind of feel um, like it's coming towards the end, though. And I feel like it would make a lot of sense if it ended with him being on SmackDown. Like, that is true. I mean, that's where he basically became a top star. Uh, well, at least began the the beginnings of becoming a top star. Yeah, his first singles run was on SmackDown. Right. Like, so I definitely, I'm definitely happy for that. And I think they're in Toronto somewhere close coming up soon. So... I think that's where it was rumored he may end his career. So that'd be nice. That'd be a nice little thing right there. Um, we also have some other news that you know we can briefly talk about real quick. Um, our boy, my Boricua brother, Carlito. It has it has been rumored, and and it has been reported by and actually an indie wrestling promotion, Great North Wrestling. They actually announced. That Carlito has signed with the WWE. He canceled bookings with them. Uh, and they said it was because he signed with the WWE. What do you think about that? I mean, I man, I mean, he was a part of that huge Damian Priest and Bad Bunny match. He got an amazing reaction. I want to see what will be different this time. You know, you could talk a lot about Carlito's career the first time, and it just kind of seemed like you know, he had all the tools, but it just didn't come together like maybe they hoped it would be. So now that he's, you know, older, um, you know, times have changed. Let's see. Let's see. It's always just the kind of what does he bring into the table? What are they going to do with him? I mean, they already have a lot of moving parts. So I want to see how they they fit Carlito into this and see how he's grown as a performer. So I'm excited. I like Carlito. So what about you? No, I, I think it's a, I think it's a big move for sure. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's not going to change the the landscape of professional wrestling, but it'll be a nice addition to the LWO if you know they continue that, or it'd be nice, you know, you know they're trying to build Santos. What if Carlito like turns on the LWO? And that'd be like a nice little feud they can do. Santos, Carlito, you know, not in the beginning, but you know, just have Carlito. Continue being nice and nice, be part of LWO, do good things, and then he turns. Because he's uh, always been better as a heel, I feel like. Exactly. So it, it just be it be perfect. Uh, and that would be a nice thing to help elevate the younger talent, Santos Escobar. Uh, you know, even have um, Carlito and Ray or just something. I, I, I'd like the move. It's definitely an addition. He could teach so much to the, this generation as well. So it's a good name to have around. I definitely enjoy that. Uh, all right. And then uh, just 
another let's get some AEW news out there real quick um so got two bits of AEW news since the last time we've talked uh there's a rumor now i know you don't watch AEW as much but i i'm pretty sure you know who this is do you know hook tazison yes so there's rumors that wwe is not only heavily involved in trying to get him um taz is actually saying telling hook that he should make that jump to go to wwe so triple h and Shawn michaels are huge fans of hook and they're you know we're not sure of the contract status of hook but they're definitely very very interested in making him a star i love this move and because of that i have a question for you sasha the road to superstardom in professional wrestling. Which route would you take? So let's say you're an indie star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you go to AEW first? Or do you go to WWE first? And then, like, how would your road to, let's say, the Hall of Fame, the greats of all time, how would you do that? See, for me, personally, the way I would do it, I go indie scene dominate that for a while i go to wwe do the whole nxt run maybe get a little run at at wwe main roster for a little bit let's say i don't become a top star i jump to AEW, become a bigger name and then i jump back to wwe for the final all right how's your road i mean I'm 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 a lifer, you know that. I uh, I would go WWE first, and even if I made it to the main roster and I was let go or I wasn't getting anything, I would go back to the Indies. And I know that sounds crazy because you're like, oh, AEW's right there. I I look at somebody like a, and I know not the best example but at this current moment if i look at someone like a drew mcintyre like he left and he came back and he tried he traveled and did all this stuff i just feel like i don't know necessarily this is not crapping on AEW. i just don't know i guess i can like bring it back to hook like i feel like taz you know he's been around the business long you know a long time and i feel like he kind of sees the landscape and kind of understands it i think he has a definite reason for why he wants his son to go to wwe and learn and not stay in AEW. you know there's been a lot of talk about how you know veterans are perceived there how people kind of want to do their own thing i'm not saying it's everybody but it's been said like oh so and so doesn't listen to this and listen to that i think he understands that he has to go somewhere where they're not only you know encouraged to listen it's kind of mandatory like you go onto the pc like you're there you're starting from the bottom you got to work your way up i really just kind of think that's the way that it needs to be done i don't know i just if it was me, I really wouldn't see any reason to go to AEW. That's not a, a bad thing against them, but I would rather go back to the Indies. Like I'd rather just go to Japan, go tour the world, go do something else. I don't know if I'd want to go there because then it's like you go there and 
I guess let me ask you this. I guess as a woman, what woman from WWE has left and gone there and it has been better for them, for their career? The like there are, who's that has left WWE to go to AEW? Mm-hmm. And only AEW. So, I mean, I don't know. Does Tony Storm count? Mm-hmm. Would you say... Where would you say she's she's at now? Like, I mean, she's, she's, uh, she's so... Alright, so she, obviously she started in the indies uh, for a while. And then she went to WWE. She did the NXT thing for uh, the NXT UK thing with champion mm-hmm. over there. Uh, she went to main roster. Didn't like I guess the travel, I guess I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure why she, I, I think it was the traveling and all that. She just wasn't a fan of the everyday thing. And then she went to AEW and now she's still world champion over there. Is it, I mean, it, it may not be the typical, uh, you know, but what's uh, the one know. thing that, Everybody across the board has said about AEW they need to work on. They're women. That is true. I mean, is she she's the champion, but she's still not like top of the card. I feel exactly. Like. I, exactly. I, I guess I understand that. I, we haven't had a woman leave a top, at least not even a big name leave WWE and then go to AEW. I mean, the closest would have been Sasha. Uh, you know, I think she but probably would have ended there, but I mean, obviously her height of her career is always going to still be WWE. It doesn't matter. Uh, but would you argue that it was better for her to go to Japan or AEW? Well, no, I think it was definitely better for her to go to Japan, which because okay. that was it was only better for her though. And I'm gonna tell you why. It was better for her specifically because it was her dream too. So for her, it was better to go to Japan because she wanted to. That's all she ever wanted to do. Well, yeah, but like so, business wise, like outside of it being her dream, yeah, she made it very clear she was always into J- Japanese wrestling. But other than that, I mean, do you think they would have? Because my thing is, if she goes over there, she's gonna be a superstar anyway. But now, is she going to be a superstar because she's gonna be a big fish in a small pond. How? how long until if they don't have anybody that they built up for her in the meantime outside of jay cargill who's not really where sasha is in the ring no the only person over there that would technically be on her level would be Britt baker but when and- was that but outside of this whole thing with you know Adam Cole and Chris Jericho and uh, was it Soraya? No, no, no. Outside you're 100% of that, what right. were you doing with Britt Baker before? You're one hundred percent right. I'm just saying the only one that you can argue that could be on her level. Exactly. So after they do that, then what? Yeah, no, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying as a woman for sure. I, no, I, I'd rather just go and try. Right. No, I, I get that. I, I get that. That's an interesting point, and I like that you brought that up because I didn't even think about that from the women's perspective. I was thinking more just in general, you know, I, I was, I'm thinking, you know, obviously I, the honestly, you know who I'm thinking of Cody. That's what I said. I said, way to go, Cody. That's why I called you. Cause yeah, yeah, no, like I know. Second. And that's, that's my thinking. Cause Cody, you obviously grew up in WWE. Then he went to, he, he did the Indies. He did the, then he did obviously AEW. Then he went back to WWE and he had, he's now a superstar. 
Uh, so I, that's I was thinking more like that. But, but I get your point. I didn't think about that perspective. Yeah, I think, and that's another thing. I know we're kind of like going off. Well, not yeah, we're kind of going off topic a little bit. But it's like Cody's been the only. He's the only one that's done it so far. But we've only had three. What almost four years? Well, it, I know, I know. Yeah, it's only been four years. So. I know, but what I'm saying is, it's like whoever that next person is. I guess my question to you would be, Cody had a unique situation. Like you said, he had been in the system before. He left, he came back. What are we going to do about that first person who's never been in WWE that leaves AEW? I guess maybe it might be Hook. How do you think that's going to go down? <laughs> MJF. <clears throat> um, well, I, I, it depends who it is. So if it's like Hook, who he's not on the top... Top he's still young. So. Yeah, he's still very young. He's he's on the lower, you know, totem pole of AEW. But if it was a guy like MJF, for example, if he comes to WWE, I think he's going to be a superstar. But do you think that MJF, as he is right now, would fit in with WWE and what they have going on? Yes. They wouldn't have to change anything. He he won't be he won't be doing the cursing, but I don't, MJF is so good. I don't think he needs to curse. Okay, fair enough. I'm curious to see. I'm I, I'm definitely curious for sure. But he's so good on the mic, he doesn't need to do that. We shall see. So whoever well, we shall next, see. We yeah. shall see. I definitely I'm very interested in the future of certain superstars over in AEW. We'll talk about a little bit more of some of those characters uh, in a little bit. But the next thing I would just wanted to bring up before we get into our topics of the day. So we got some more matches announced for Forbidden Door. Uh, Forbidden Door 2, which is going to be next Sunday, nice. uh, June 25th. So we've mentioned already on the last episode, we mentioned Brian Danielson versus Okada. Okay, huge match, obviously. Uh, we've mentioned Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay too. Hell of a match, obviously. So those are, you know, I was on. I was saying maybe I'm pro. You know, maybe I'll buy it. You know, I'm after the first match, I was like, I, I'm thinking about it. After the Kenny Omega match, I was like, maybe, maybe. Well, and well, then what did they, I tell you last episode? What did I tell you? you no, know, I know, I know. But then they announced two more matches and one of them i'm not too excited about but i know it's still going to be a good match uh so i'll mention that one first uh sonata the iwgp world heavyweight champion uh issued an open challenge on this previous dynamite and jungle boy jack perry accepted the the open challenge so he will be facing sonata for the iwgp world heavyweight championship at forbidden door so that's a good match. It's definitely a uh, definitely good match. I'm not excited for who Sonata is fighting. I'm, you know, even though I, Jungle Boy has a bright future for sure, but it, I, I don't know who else could have done it. But it, it's not what I probably would have booked. But I know it's going to be a good match because they're both great wrestlers. So definitely hype for that. And Hook is going to be in the corner of Jack Perry. Um, and then the other match. This is the one. This is what made me okay. I'm buying this pay per view. The AEW World Heavyweight Championship is going to be on the line as MJF will be defending his title 
against Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now, are you familiar with Tanahashi? Sorry. I've heard. I've heard about him. Yes, he is basically the John Cena of of New of New uh, New Japan. He's basically their John Cena. He's he's the like he's just everyone loves him. Everyone. He's just their guy. He's their top guy. Well, besides Okada, but he's just like he's just always been around. He's always going to be one of the greats. He's one of the best of all time. Uh, Excellent wrestler for sure. Uh, It's just going to be a hell of a match. And I am definitely buying Forbidden Door 2. So hyped for this event. I told you so. That should have been my straight fast prediction. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It, it, it's it's a good, it's definitely a great card. And I don't know how many more matches they're going to add. Uh, there was another match that was rumored, and I'll bring that up later. Um, because it's going to be part of the topic that we're going to be talking about today. Or one of the topics we're talking about today. Um, but it's just, it's a very, very good great card on paper i expect it to be you know to succeed every expectation uh if you love professional wrestling this is a card to watch so you know we're a show that likes to give flowers and props to people to to the world professional wrestling we got to give major props to new japan and AEW for this card already and there's only four matches so far like i don't i mean even I don't even care if all these all four of these matches go an hour. I don't even care. I'll just I'll enjoy those four matches if that's all it is. I don't even care. But I'm sure there'll be more matches. Uh, it's a shame because I think Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet would have been on this card uh, as well. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Who, I don't know who she would have fought, but it's. I think that would have been a nice addition to this card as well. That would have been eight uh, Sasha's AEW debut. So that would have been pretty great, but. Besides that, still a great card. Definitely going to buy. So I encourage everybody else to buy this this card as well. Because it's definitely well-deserved. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about it next show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. So let's get into our topics for today, Sasha. How about you How about you go ahead and lay lay it out for us? Boy, making me do the heavy lifting today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so... It's no secret. I mean, one of the biggest things to hit professional wrestling in a very long time was the internet. The internet happened. And then after that, social media, I mean, which I know was still part of the internet, but work with me, people. Um, it's very different. I would have to say, you know, I started watching wrestling. Mm, 99 so it's about 22 23 years ago 24 i guess um and back then it was like i mean for me discovering wrestling you know the most i knew was like you get on wwf at the time.com and they had the little picture galleries and things like that like it wasn't i didn't know i think the first time i ever encountered a spoiler was on accident and it was like, I think it was the night that Matt Hardy won the, what was it, the European title or something? I think it was after Jeff won Intercontinental, something like that. But ever since then, I mean, the internet has exploded. It's pulled back the curtain. It's obvious now that, you know, wrestling is predetermined. We don't use the F word on this show. So if you're looking for it, we don't do it here. 
Um, and I guess the our topic today is just kind of discussing, you know, how the internet and social media has impacted wrestling for the better and how it's impacted it for the worse because arguments can be made for both. And that also kind of ties into our topic that we're going to discuss later. Um, so, if you know, let me ask you a question. Like, when was the first time you kind of discovered, like, the insider websites and things like that? Like, when did you start making their foray into that? Uh, for me, uh, so it was a site called Raja. Yes, me too. Uh, so I don't remember the year, but I want to say it was around 2008, 2009. It's around there is when I like realized that there's actually like an ESPN kind of, but for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what Raja was. And then that's how I was introduced to John Canton, mm-hmm. the John Report. You know, he's obviously he's one of the top journalists in the world, in my opinion, the best. And, you know, it it was through there that I was like, okay, so there's actually news I can read about the behind the scenes and also, you know, just a recap, you know, of the shows that I'm watching. You know, so at the time I was only watching WWE. I wasn't watching TNA or. I didn't really know about New Japan. I've heard about Japan, but I didn't know about the companies there. Uh, so, and I really wasn't, you know, I knew about the indie scene because I was, I was a part of it. But even, even then, I still didn't know that the world was bigger than just WWE. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think that the internet at that time, I, I think it helped elevate so many things in professional wrestling i mean it was the internet that i i found new japan and i was like oh shit like okay new japan is pretty good uh you know and then i heard about tna but never watched it but okay aj styles okay this guy is not bad and then you know it just it just kept going and kept going and you know i know so much about the business because of these sites but at the end of the day, too, you got to understand that there's there's two sides to it. There's a good side of the Internet. And then you realize when you're reading comments and stuff like that, there's definitely a negative. And those negatives sometimes that, that's my biggest beef with wrestling fans in general, because I always say that wrestling fans seem to be like the worst fans like i i love stephen a smith right and stephen a smith says that the cowboy fans are like the worst people in the world right for me it's wrestling fans because they shit so much on the business that they love they don't understand that shitting on it is you still you're hurting the business so much like those comments are being read by not only other fans but but wrestlers themselves and it's it's definitely a very very huge negative it it, it pisses me off so much i god sometimes i just 
I wish I, I was, I'll give you a perfect example. It was uh, the other, it was about a couple weeks ago. I, I was reading, um, I was reading comments about, it was, uh, and you know what? No, no, no. So the other day, actually, you know, we're, I was reading uh, a comment section for uh, my, I, I hate Dave Meltzer. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I always have, I'm always going to hate him. I don't know why, but he he put some his star ratings for the show. I forgot what show it was, but one of the matches I I disagreed with him, right? But if you read all the comments, it's just nothing but like hateful speech. Every single thing. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's an idiot. He's all this. And as much as I don't like Dave Meltzer, I kind of felt bad for the man because at the end of the day, it's just his opinion. And even though I don't agree with his opinion, doesn't mean that I I have the right to bash him. I know we got free speech and shit, but damn, guys. Like, calm down. It, it is still the man's opinion. Whether, he, whether he's right or wrong, or it, it's an opinion. I mean, I, I agree with that. I think for me, it kind of takes the enjoyment. I don't know. I kind of feel like wrestling is one of those things once everybody kind of it's kind of like a magician once everybody kind of got to see you know the the magic behind the magic trick i guess you can say or the whatever um i feel like with that influx of information it made people feel like they would know more than the magician herself because i've been to shows where it's like i've been sitting in the crowd and it's exciting like it's it's still fun to go and I've literally had people sit behind us and they're just kind of like, you know, rattling off something from the news sites or saying, oh, so-and-so was not going to put so-and-so over because this and that. And it's kind of like, why did you pay money to come and like, just kind of show everybody, you know, what's going on? Like that's, you don't pay money to go watch a movie and then sit in the movie theater and tell everybody all out oh i know that that's fake and i know that so-and-so's not like you don't do that right. i don't I, just, I don't understand it i don't understand why you would invest the time the money and the effort and to look all this stuff up and then because you have all this quote-unquote insider knowledge use that to disparage or to try to assert yourself as oh i know this so i'm it's like I miss when SmackDown or Raw or whatever was over and that logo flashed and that was it. That was it until Thursday or Monday or whenever the next show came on. That's all I need to know. I don't know when they signed off. I don't know what happened in these people's lives. I don't know where they live. I don't know anything about them. I miss that. Because at some point when that happened, everybody lost their damn mind and it was just like it was just too much, too much information. Right. No, I agree. Let me ask you this then. So based on that, what you just said, are you not a fan of sites like Fightful, Wrestling News Observer, or Wrestling Observer News, whatever it's called? I, I, I think, yeah, Wrestling Observer News. Um, even our boy John Cannon, TGR Wrestling, you know, when, I, they, when they report I, stuff. 
I'm not like, gonna say that I'm not a fan because, like I said, I I totally love John Zorakis. I'm gonna talk about him because he's you know probably my favorite. Um, but what I do, one thing I like about John is that he he's not afraid to give his he's not afraid to give his criticism, but it's not an over the top way. It's not in a way like obviously he has to report this stuff because I mean that's what his site is. Like he does a lot of recaps, he does a lot of other features, but I mean if you're a wrestling website, you kinda have to divulge this information to kind of keep up with the information. So I don't fault him for that. I'm not I'm not saying that there are cancer to it. What I'm saying is is that it's kind of become sort of a thing now where what's going on outside of the ring is kind of taking precedent over what's happening inside of the ring. And for wrestling fans who already have a hard time discerning that reality from the fiction, it's kind of, to me, I think it's just kind of a weird thing. It's like, if I see Tom Cruise on the street, I don't think homeboys on a wire somewhere being dropped off from mountains or whatever or buildings or whatever the movie he's doing i don't know i don't watch his movies but you get what i'm saying i think with wrestling it's hard for people to discern like okay you know seth rollins doing all this thing but then you know he's i'm trying to think of a good example of this because I think it's strange with all that information, with all this knowledge is being put out there, people still can't discern the people's personal lives from their characters. I think that's very strange. It's like, oh, I'm trying to think of anything. Okay, so we'll talk about, I was gonna say this for later. When that whole Edge and Matt and Lita thing happened, it's like, yes, that happened in real life. And yes, they turned it into something on screen. But I feel like that was an, inst- an instance where, especially like with Lita, she said she was walking her dog down the street and people are yelling slut at her. She's walking down the street, walking her dog and you're yelling slut at her. And it's like, yes, that happened in her real life. But then it's like, was that something that we needed to know as wrestling fans? Was that really pertinent to what was going on on screen? Like before that whole shit came off, like she was in a storyline with Kane, Edge had his thing going, Matt Hardy was out with an injury. Like, would the world have kept turning if we didn't know about this? Yes, I I, I, I definitely understand that and I agree with that. But then I guess we got to do, you know, play devil's advocate with that because what did you say? That, that turned into a, a great positive. You know, obviously, it was based off negative things. Yes. It turned yeah. into a great positive, you could say, for both of them, especially for Edge. Mm-hmm. But it definitely turned into a positive. You know, Edge's career, he became a superstar because of that. That's true. Matt Hardy's career, I'm not going to say he was, he was already great, you know, because of the tag team. But his individual, you know, as a single star he started to get more you know more love for it too um i i think version point version the version matt hardy that one version came one, after yeah. that right 
No, that was before. That was before? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Well, then mm-hmm. never mind about that point. Way before, yeah. Okay, well, then at least Edge became a superstar because of that. <laughs> there, there we you go. Know. That's one. <laughs> you okay, know, so I, there, there is... I get... I get your point too because our their personal lives is not our business. It's definitely not. Now they want to divulge that information to us, let us know their inside life. That's one hundred percent their you know their right. And hey, I'm all for it. I would love to learn more about you know their professional their personal lives if they want to provide that information or not. But I do agree it's not our business. I, I do want to say though that you know these sites. The one thing about these sites, though, with they giving this information, this backstage. Let's not even talk about personal. Just, just even, just backstage news. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as what's what's going to happen in SummerSlam, and we're you know we're we're in June or even back in January, we already know what's going to happen for SummerSlam or what's the plan for Survivor Series, stuff like that. Yeah, ruining surprises and shit like that. Yeah, like... I don't need to know oh, all that. The Rock is in the building tonight or, uh-huh. like, I don't want to know uh-huh. that. Like, sometimes the thing about what's so great about professional wrestling is I, the Bloodline story, and I don't I, I don't want to keep talking about the Bloodline, but the Bloodline story is so great is because, honestly... When do you ever really see any news about the bloodline? You never see it. You never see like no one knew about Solo. Mm-mm. I didn't see that, and I I pay attention to those sites, even though you know I hate I I want to sit here and say I'm not a fan of the spoilers for the future and stuff like that. I still pay attention to it. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to everybody and say I don't. Because I, I don't look at them anymore. I don't. I, I still do. I'm I'm I I I'm interested in at least the future, but most of the time I already know just because based off I'm just you know, I know wrestling, I know what's going on, I can see the future with a lot of things. So like for example, when every, you know they they reported the whole new championship, how many sites were saying Seth Rollins was gonna win it? I knew that already. It made sense. It made sense. And sometimes the, the best things about wrestling, sometimes they make sense. Like, you know, you know, what's going to happen. Like, we knew, um, like, we knew Cody was going to jump to WWE. Like, we knew that was Cody. I mean, but that would have would, been a nice surprise if we didn't. It, it would have been great, but you know what? It didn't hurt it at all. Okay, I can give you that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's okay that I knew that because I already, it, it doesn't ruin the surprise. But the great thing about wrestling is that the surprises, when they do happen, they're even there to me. When, when a surprise happens in wrestling that no one knows, it's actually elevated 10 times, at least 10 times more when it's not spoiled by the new sites. I mean, I understand that. Um, I guess my question... Okay, so I guess my example to you would be look at someone like The Undertaker. For decades, this man was so protective of his character. Now that he's no longer wrestling, now he's on social media. Now you see pictures. He's done interviews. He's done podcasts. 
maybe I'm in a little way a little old school too, but I just really feel like that's the way it should be. Like that is the way that mystery. I mean, if you want to be on social media, that's great. That's your thing. But I just miss when we didn't know everything. I miss when we didn't have, you know, access to all that information. No, no, that that makes perfect sense. It's it's okay to miss that. It really is okay to miss that because, you know, that lack of knowledge, it obviously, it just makes you more want to see what's going to come next. Like, it makes you tune in more. It makes you want to, oh, I got to be there SmackDown and watch, you know, 8 o'clock every Friday because I want to know what's going to happen next. And not be, you know, that not knowing what's going to happen obviously helps that that excitement level as a fan like of course like it, it'd be it's like going to it's like going to the movies to see the a marvel movie and you don't know what's gonna happen in the marvel movie. like no one knew iron man was gonna die sorry that's a spoiler to anybody but it happened years ago you know no one knew that iron man was gonna die at the end of endgame you know but yeah. You know, so I, I get that. I get that. I trust me. I definitely do. I, I wish wrestling was more safeguarded in that sense. Yeah. But I, I understand too. That's you know what. I, I've learned to live with it. I, I mean, learned. We don't to, have a choice. Like, no, I know. I know we don't have a choice. But in a way, I kind of do because I could be like you. You said it earlier that you don't read those sites anymore or you don't even pay attention to all that Mm-mm. I could do the same thing I choose to I choose to still read those sites or not even read the sites but just look at posts on Facebook and stuff like that and follow these sites like I still do but I'm okay with it because I I kind of like it, I, I think that when you're a certain fan like I think you're at this level of fandom like me where a lot of the news they report, we're smart enough to know that that was probably going to happen anyway. Yeah, I mean, the only time I really read the news is like for the show. I mean, but other than that, it's like I'd prefer not to. Like, I don't like to just, I just want to experience it. Like, I don't want to know. I don't, I don't need to know these things. I don't need to know, you know, as a fan, this wrestler's, you know, political, you know, stance that's okay that's yours you know no that is that is true when it gets that personal i definitely yeah like i don't i don't need to know that i don't need to know so-and-so is not happy about their spot on the card that's not i don't work there they ain't my damn business like if so-and-so is just not on the screen it's like okay well as long as they're not hurt or something is just egregious happening to them it's like well they're just not on my screen right now that's okay i don't need to know all that stuff But let me ask you this then, because this can lead into our next topic as well. That background information, right? It leads to, you know, you brought up the Edge story, which actually kind of fits perfectly into this. That background knowledge, even though we we don't really, we shouldn't know that stuff. Wouldn't you say though that that helps the storylines in wrestling i mean some of the greatest storylines are 
yeah, some of the greatest storylines in professional wrestling, especially in today's world, it blurred those lines of not only the background information, but also what's happening in the actual wrestling itself. And it helps create these better, you know, these better storylines, these better things. I mean, you go back to Daniel Bryan, for example, you know, if we didn't know the background information about Vince doesn't like these guys, these type of guys and stuff like that, would that had hurt that storyline of Daniel Bryan finally reaching the mountaintop and overcoming the authority and, you know, being, being, beating uh, Randy Orton and Batista at WrestleMania 30? I would argue those are very, those are far and few between instances, because then there are stories like the one we're going to talk about where I don't feel at all that what happened is going to contribute contribute positively what was going to happen for going forward. But yeah, I agree with that Daniel Bryan thing. I agree with the Edge thing. I even agree with, you know, um, what was it? CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank, you know, all those years ago. I That did help. What about John Cena, The Rock? That helped as well. I mean, like there's I said, so those many top storylines. Few between you can even say the bloodline. But that's more of I would say you can say the bloodline. But we I ju- mean, but we just made the point that they're not really they're keeping that more to the chest. They that's are, but really- they are keeping that to the chest. But it was the background of knowing that people hated Roman it was the fact that Roman was pushed so much and they brought this up in the beginning of the blonde like story that people turned on Roman that's why he became the tribal chief mm. it was that it was that whole you know the hatred he was like you know I'm gonna embrace it and this is why we got Roman and this is the backstage stuff as much as that we don't you know we we don't agree i mean we agree that it should not be out there it has helped so many storylines become as great as they are and even the lower storylines i mean I'll, I'll even tell you this i'm not a fan of ruby soul right but she started when she went to aw she had a few with Britt baker her best moment in my ever watching her was that that promo she had with Britt Baker in the ring where uh, Britt Baker was talking about um, Ruby says she, you know, she how she left WWE and stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Britt said you weren't you didn't leave. You were fired. And then Ruby turned around and said, and it was the best damn decision of my life. Like it was that background information helped elevate that few, even though that few is not like a all time great or anything like that. That little bit of knowledge still helped elevate that small few. Like I said, I I agree that there are some times when it helps, but I think more times than not, it's more harmful and it's helpful. I think it it breeds people feeling like oh they know everything then it kind of helps fuel that negativity so it's like oh we know what's going to happen you know oh this is you know 
it, it's cringe, it's this and that, and you don't know what you're doing, and people try to armchair quarterback. It just, I think all that knowledge sometimes isn't the best thing. I agree that realism helps. It definitely does, but I think there needs to be a balance. And, you know, this is something that I know that's not going to, you can't snap your fingers and it's going to instantly be solved. It's, it's the way of the world now. That's just where we're at, you know, and I think we should definitely talk about, you know, the other thing that's connected to it. And that's also relevant to what's happening tomorrow. Um, CM Punk's coming back, you know, Collision, Saturday night, Bill Tyler around him. They got an Elton John song as a theme song. I'm kind of excited about that because I like Elton John. Um, yeah, I listened to that song for the first time tonight. I was curious. I, I saw that. And I was curious what that song sounded like. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but punk. I mean, boy, polarizing. Polarizing. If there was, you looked it up in the dictionary, you must see your boy's face right there. Um, I mean, it's been, I didn't know it had been that long, like 10 months. I guess we should preface by saying there was an article that came out today from ESPN, you know, Punk's first like official interview since the whole media scrum thing happened. And if you're not aware of the scrum, go look it up. It's there. I think it's like over a million views. Um, just kind of talking about, you know, what happened when he was talking about Hangman Adam Page and the whole Colt Cabana situation and the elite and the fight that happened backstage and Kenny Omega, all that stuff. Um, to me, that was probably the just prime example of when backstage information and the public is just a really, really bad combination. Um, I don't, I don't think we were recording at that time when the scrum happened, right? No, we weren't. Okay, so I guess this is the first time we're actually talking about it. Then, um, you know, Punk talking to the media and kind of going off about apparently, you know, Hangman Page said something on screen about something that was you know he assumed that was happening off screen about cm punk getting Colt cabana fired which i mean let's look at that unless he had hardcore evidence you're gonna allegedly speculate about something that happened backstage on camera live like that to me was like you know whoa like, why okay. would you do something like that? No, 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 you're right. But I just want to, I do, let's just preface this by saying, if anyone would know about that, it would be Adam Pate. Right. And it would be because his his best friends are, you know, the top people in the company. Right. As not only wrestlers, but as VPs of the company. So mm -hmm. I will say that. Right. So, and let's just, let's, again, like, this is the, the hard part about this topic in our job tonight. It's like, we can only speculate. Let's just say that's exactly what happened. Why would you do that? What, what did that have to do with what was going on in your promo? Like, what, 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 what did that have to do? Why was that something that couldn't be handled backstage? 
okay i let's get say, let, let's I, say that that was exactly what happened okay i get what you're saying and i know what you're doing okay i know what you're doing with that however would you not agree that that did help elevate the excitement for that match i no i wouldn't say that it didn't but then at what cost like was that worth doing did anyone did anyone ever expect the scrum to happen no no, no. at the end of the day and this is the thing now we know that they talked about their promo before according to punk and we're going off of we're going off of information that punk provided in this interview yeah, allegedly this is this is all no so this is all we know we're just going off of what was said okay because we haven't heard hangman's side and i don't think we ever will and we don't work there at least but, i don't work there i don't know about you no, I, I don't <laughs> i don't although you know if, they, if, if tony yo i know i bashed you before bro but hey you got a job, I ain't, gonna, I ain't gonna say no, you know. But anyway, look, Punk, based on what Punk said, Punk did say that they did talk about their promo beforehand. Uh, and what Hangman said in that promo, uh, you know, basically bashing him and saying that he didn't say that you try to get anybody fired in the promo. I don't think he said, but he he just basically. The reason he said it was because of that backstage knowledge that you mentioned about Cabana. It was basically, you know, I think you're not here for people or some kind of something like poison. I don't know. Right. Like, he was basically like, that he's he was fighting for yeah. AEW. The you know, if he's fighting for a, it's like he was basically calling him a poison to the company, and he's he's defending the AEW locker room. He's he's defending AEW. He's and I. Look, I agree that maybe he shouldn't have done that. There was probably a better way to do that, for I sure. I think there was. And if you're going to do that on any... Another thing, if you're going to do something like that, why on earth, why on Beyonce's internet would you decide to do Beyonce something internet. like that to Phil Brooks? Why? You know good and well if there was one person in the wrestling business that you were going to come for and they were just not going to take that shit lying down. Why would you come for this guy? Why? Why? Why would you do that? This man, look, say what you want about CM Punk. I've seen people say some really heinous things about CM Punk. CM Punk wants that smoke. He don't give a shit. He gonna tell you and he's not I, he's not popular for it. It's evident by the scrum. This man don't care. He, he does all the smoke. He, so why he would does. he do something like that? Look, I, I I don't blame Hangman. Like, was Hangman wrong? Yes. But I don't blame him for doing it. Because he had he had double motives. Obviously, for what, you know, obviously to defend his boy Cabana. But he also did it to help elevate the match. And did he elevate the match? Yes. But now, it was wrong reasons. It like, was. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but I understand it. And I don't totally blame him for it. Now, was the match all-time great? No. It, in fact, according to CM Punk, he said uh, that it was a garbage match. 
because during the match, I'm trying to protect myself on stuff instead of actually just working and trying to put on the best performance I can. Because, because he didn't trust Matt, He didn't trust that Hangman was going to, you know, protect him. And CM Punk, you know, definitely was defending himself during that match. You know, I think at one point they did uh what what he said. Uh, he chopped me in the mouth one time, and I'm like, okay, did you do that on purpose? He chipped his tooth. I'm like, all right, should I give him a receipt? He didn't know if he should do, and it, it caused the the match wasn't as good as it should have been because of that. But the lead up to the match, I think, helped it. And like I said, again, you're we're just talking from CM Punk's point of view. Even if you know, if he you know took it for more than it was, the bottom line is it was put out there. He didn't just randomly just say, "I don't feel." You laid it out there. That's like me going, you know, to your job and, you know, doing some shit like that at your place of employment. Like, why would you do something like that? Why would you go and stir up some shit and then come back to work the next day and be like, oh, yeah, you know, no problem. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to trust you. I'm not going to. It's not going to be the same. There was no reason to do something like that. And then when the scrum happened again, Phil, I don't give two fucks Brooks eating his muffins went ahead and put it out there. Was that the most professional thing to do? No. And he yeah. even said it wasn't. Right, no. He apologized. He said he sat down with Tony and he apologized and all that. But this is the thing. What was worse, Sasha? What Hangman did? It, uh, he didn't, what Hangman did was worse? Or was what CM Punk did at the scrum worse? It was a hundred times worse on CM Punk's mind. I mean, I agree. Again, and that again, you're bringing... I didn't say he was right. He was not right. Again, you're bringing stuff that... Because then, what did we learn from that? We learned that Colt shares a bank account with his mom. Like, I don't need to know that shit. That ain't none of my damn business. Right. No, it's definitely not. But that's my point. It was like... And you know what's crazy? So... It was you like know, a trickle effect. Everybody started popping about, off at the mouth. This was bad. One hundred percent. You know, we we talking about internet and professional wrestling, but what's crazy is the people that CM Punk brought was talking to in that scrum was the yeah was the same internet. The people, the 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 writer, not writer, the journalists, and all this that provide the news. Can we talk about Tony just sitting there right next to him? Tony Man, has look, a scared look. Like look, I don't care if I'm giving you millions <laughs> of dollars. Look, all I'm saying is, Paul Levesque and Vince McMahon say what you want about Vince. They would never. No, no, they, they definitely would. They would never. They would have cut that mic off so quick. It, like it, it's not even a question. I get what you're saying. I get it. But the thing about Punk, and this is the thing. So, yes, the whole situation was not good it, it definitely was not good it didn't even help anybody because it then didn't help after anyone the fight, because like, they he didn't got even hurt yeah they didn't even the reference anybody they didn't yeah they anybody. they basically kind of erased it legally they can't even i guess speak about it well oh. that's what they say i think that's that's bs they could talk about it they're just choosing not to i don't okay. think that's bs i think they they can't talk about that no no that's bs because how can cm punk talk about it but they can't that's BS. He didn't go into like detail about what happened. Like uh, yeah, fight. but they're not even talking about it. They're saying legally they can't even comment on it. Well, he that's BS. Scrum because he said that he said that, but like he didn't say anything about the actual like 
fights in the interview. So no, no, he did it, but I believe that part he can't more say about it than every about. single member of the AEW roster combined. Just saying. In that one interview that he did that he dropped today. Okay, so tomorrow when they have collision, I mean Well, they won't be there. So it doesn't matter. So all of this, all of this will have been for not. No, I, not necessarily. All of this. I think that I think Samoa Joe said it best. Samoa Joe had an interview as well. Um let's see, where did he I think it was with who did he sit? He, he sat down with uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, Justin Barrasso. Uh, he said Samoa Joe basically said there isn't there isn't a divide. It's it's a, basically an argument between men, and they need to just settle it as men. Amen. Okay? I agree. That's all it is. Like it's it's just an argument. This is something that I think can definitely get resolved. You know. You don't have to like who you're working with. How many people love everyone they're working with? I definitely don't. I hate every single motherfucker I work with. Okay? Everybody can't be that. No, I hate them all. Fuck it. Well, damn. I don't care. I'll then listen to the show. <laughs> you know what? I don't care. Love you guys. But no, no, no. I don't like them. Okay? <laughs> but no, no. I'm just saying. No one loves everyone they work with. You're going to work with people you don't like. I'm just saying, as men, when y'all get into it, you know, the old saying is, y'all fight, y'all do this, and then y'all make Look, up after. Did Jericho and Triple H like each other? No, no. but they worked together. But they worked <laughs> together. And they became, you know, they became at least mutual friends. I mean, I don't know. Not cordial, mutual, probably. Cordial friends, that's the word I meant. Yeah, cordial. You know, they're cordial with each other. They joke around with each other, stuff like that, here and there, and stuff like that. But they didn't like each other during that time, but they figured it out. I think eventually this will lead into them working it out. Is it going to take time? Yeah, it's definitely going to take time. And I think that keeping them separate on two different brands, one on Dynam- one group on Dynamite, the other on Collision, is going to help. But it's too late now, even though all you that think it's happened. Too late? No, no. What I'm saying is, and this goes back to the point, that's why we should never have known about this. It's too late. No matter what happens, people are going to have their opinions already on CM Punk. But see, people that's already why... have in their mind that either he's a hero for taking down the evil elite because they're the VPs, or they hate him because look at him. He's complaining. He's this, this, and that. Like, that has nothing to do with what he's doing in the ring. And that's what I feel like takes away from it. No matter what he does in the ring, people already have their opinions because of what happened outside of the ring. It's hard to take away from that. You're not... Okay, well, this this leads to my question. Then I have a question for you. Does that... What is worse, then? Is it the, the fans? Or is... Is it the, the the journalists? Which one is worse? Because is it the journalist's fault for the fans acting the way they are? Because it's the fans that are that are honestly choosing sides. In fact, it's the fans that are causing the division in professional wrestling. It's not the journalists who are doing that. But where are they getting the information from? Okay, but it's what you do with that information. 
when is the accountability going to be played? I agree. I agree. With, I get what you're saying. There needs to be accountability. Like I said, in this this is a particular situation where you can kind of say like there was no winner in anything. The promo shouldn't have happened in the ring like that. What happened at the scrum shouldn't have happened. What happened with the brawl backstage shouldn't have happened. You know, right. it's just, but it did. It, it's a unique situation because with it, that brawl happening, somebody had to say something. Yeah, because that brawl doesn't. That. Ha- we haven't had a brawl like that since what? Maybe, maybe Bret Hart and Survivor Series. Like, I mean, let's be honest. When has there really been a brawl like this that has caused a big thing in professional wrestling? I mean. It was what ninety seven probably. I mean, I can't. I could be wrong, but I can't think of one that caused a big stir. It's been twenty six years. Either way, I still feel like it's taken away from what's happening in the ring. This is gonna take unless they have some magic story that's gonna just if they can rated our superstar edge this shit. Then, damn it, Tony flowers for you but other than that i don't see how that's gonna work look we have to understand that we are literally less than 24 hours away from collision where cm punk i'm expecting him to have a mic to open the show (sighs) i'm expecting that and he said it himself in the promo that they announced that they showed on dynamite he has a lot to get off his chest. Now, do I expect to rain that shit into? Do I expect him to say specifics or anything like that? No, but that doesn't mean he can't say anything that's a pipe bomb. We know that if there's anyone who could drop a pipe bomb, it is CM Punk. He's done it several times. We but just talked mean- about one. We talked about the one that, speaking of blurring lines, the one in WWE that. You can say put CM Punk on the map that he's on right now. Okay. That word is kind of like wink wink. Like I I don't know. I that, that, yeah, I, I mean <laughs> that works for him. He is that is that was his niche. Like he's he'll say things. Like he's that and that's fine. That works for him. But that don't work for everybody. You can't just but I guess what Hangman tried to do, that shit don't work with everybody. It don't work out that well. It doesn't work for everybody, but if you're special, it works. Look, I will say this. What makes MJF so great? You tell me. <laughs> MJF is so great because he blurs the line. If you go back to that promo that he did, I believe it was the first time they were in... Um, in in new york city not the first time in new york city but i believe it was the the one that they god what's the name the grand slam aw grand slam i think it was the first one they did where he you know he called tony a mark they blurred out his lines and everything uh and he that was really when he started really talking about um when he basically said would you pay me more if i was an aw guy i mean if i was an ex wwe guy or whatever <sighs> like I don't know. That's that's what makes MJF so great. It's those lines. That's he's on that line. He's on that like special tier with CM Punk that I mean you're just but then it's like 
I guess that ties into what we said, like, you know, on our previous show, not the previous episode, but the previous show that we had. Right, right, right. It's like, we, me and you make up a, we're the minority of the wrestling fans. The majority are casual fans. We are small compared to the casual fans, right? So you're saying all these things, you're, you know, wink wink would you pay me more if i was an AEW guy da, 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 da. the majority of the audience i would argue AEW is made up of more hardcore fans than casual i feel like right we have the most but that brings me to the point that if you place somebody who was not cm punk because clearly cm punk has history in wwe but if you placed an aew person within the confines of wwe where most of the fan base is casual and you possibly couldn't always make those little wink wink comments or you ain't calling triple h no mark on tri- on tv you're not doing it you're not but, but this is the would thing. you be able to flourish like would you be able to tailor your things and not count on everybody around you being in the know how do you float that when the majority of your audience probably doesn't know what you're talking about you know what would what kind of debunks that though? It's the same reason. It's the same person I said earlier. Why do you think Cody Rhodes is so big? But Cody, okay. Cody was not a superstar when he left WWE. Right. He was not a. You can say he was not even a superstar in AEW. But the minute he showed up in WWE, back in WWE. He was instantly a superstar, and the entire stadium okay, went so... crazy. Was the whole stadium hardcore fans? No. Okay. Who's the most popular superstar besides Roman Reigns in WWE right now? Cody Rhodes. Okay, so I guess my point to that would be, yes... You know, that's, that's also WrestleMania. Like, people come in, you know, far and wide for that shit. So, but think about it. I would argue now where Cody Rhodes is, it's not, you can't compare it to where he was last year. Like, yeah, there was that excitement. He's back, this, this, and that. But now that he's been, you know, back, he went through the Rumble, the WrestleMania. Like, I feel like this run that he is on now has elevated him more than when he first got back. Like, after the excitement kind of wore down, you put him in with Seth Rollins. That was a very smart thing to do where Seth was at the time. It was very strategic. But I would argue now that he's on a much hotter shit than he was when he first came back. Because this feels more authentic. They don't reference, you know, oh, he... I mean, little bits and pieces, he might have went somewhere else and came back. But what he's building with the fans feels more organic even the casual fans are getting yeah now but yes i agree with that because of the way they've been strategic in placing him outside of that injury happening which is automatically i mean that injury was so gnarly that was automatically get him sympathy but i would argue the success between with cody coming back is not only the work and what he's been able to do and he's showing how much he's matured but i would argue that's more of the strategy that was put in place for him 
they're and not he's not making wink wink like oh i'm doing this and doing that it's like it's been strategic how they've done this with him yeah but it was built off of the building block of what he did in the past you're telling me that they can't do that with anyone else <sighs> but like we said cody was there before okay but that that's fine that is perfectly fine but if you're okay what about aj styles AJ Styles didn't have he wasn't in WWE but he showed up at Royal Rumble the crowd went crazy and then he that run he went on that wasn't built off his past experience in WWE okay but then again strategic what was okay, his first so after the Rumble? strategic with anyone else is no, all I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying they can't be but what I'm saying is when you're in a company that caters to more hardcore fans i'm talking about will you be able to work within the confines of their strategy or are you going to try to rely on those people being in the note can nj if they are strategic with mjf is he going to be able to flourish within that or are you going to see that maybe he was only able to flourish when he was able to cater to those hardcore fans. It's different. It's a it's an interesting question, but I think that if you're good enough, and that's what I want to see. I'm not saying that he's not. I'm quite. I'm asking. No, no. I know you're not. I know yeah. you're not. But I, I'm saying I think that if you're good enough, which I I believe MJF is, that he can. I think that certain there's only certain people that can do it. I'm not saying every like if Hook went over to WWE, okay, Hook is not going to be a, a superstar immediately. Okay. It's going to take a long time for him to get there, you know. But if you're but a top guy, smart to put him there where he knows that they'll do what they can around what he's able to do, he's not able to do so far. Wait, say that again. I'm sorry. I said, I think his, I think Taz was smart for that. If this is true and he wants to go to WWE, that's a smart thing. You're going to go put him somewhere where they can kind of cater to what his strengths and his weaknesses are. Right. Well, that's my, that, I think that's the whole point though of that is that if there's any company that can do that, no matter what person it is, it's the WWE. Right. And I think that a person that's able to, a person like MJF who's able to blur the lines, that's able to use the the hardcore knowledge that our fans quote unquote have and use it against them and use that to become a top star in a company like AEW, right? I think that he can also do the same thing in a WWE setting, especially if you're that good at your job. Well, I, I, I think that one of the things too, it's like this. Adam Cole, I think, was a Adam Cole was amazing on the indie scene before he went to NXT. Uh -huh. He went to NXT, became the you can argue Adam Cole was the greatest NXT superstar of all time. And I would say he's up there. He wouldn't. I'm saying you can argue it. I'm not saying he is, but I'm saying you can argue it. Okay. Obviously, I'm gonna say he is. Adam Cole, bang, bang. You, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, you, you just gotta. They, if there's any company that can do it, 
and I know we kind of switched topics a little bit, but if there's anyone that can do it, it's the WWE. And I think that all this information, you know, to, to go full circle with it, okay? A guy like CM Punk, for example, I think it's, you know, they turned him into a superstar. He was an indie darling. He was a person that dominated the indie scenes, for sure. Okay? Went to WWE. He kind of had that MJF background anyway, where he used to, you know, if you watch his old stuff, that's all he did was basically... He's always been the same person. It's just it got so much elevated in the WWE. I think that anyone that joins the WWE can be successful if they put the right parts around them. Like I expect they they would. We shall see. And I, I, you know, I think another thing too. You know, one thing about the whole the whole CM Punk situation, the whole topic that we're talking about with just the internet in general. You know, I, it, it goes back to my original thought. I've always said, I think that the worst thing in wrestling is the fans. The vision Love has always... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 our it, listeners, like, you guys rock. But <laughs> yeah, I, our fans are awesome. But it, it's wrestling fans in general have hurt the business more than anything that any journalist, any wrestler, any anything have done. The whole AEW versus WWE division is so toxic. It's it's absolutely disgusting. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, we came back and we created the show. We said this in episode one. It was just like, you know, we're trying to bring the positivity back to professional wrestling. And I think that even though negative things like the scrum, like the fighting the backstage fighting or you know news being spoiled or stuff like that any anything that we talked about today i think that at the end of the day it's we gotta hold who is bringing that negativity accountable for you know hold them accountable and that is the wrestling fans we need to be better wrestling fans in just in general like we gotta just appreciate the great things that we have like, I'm sorry, but a WWE fanboy that doesn't that chooses to bash AEW Forbidden Door, you're an idiot. You're a stupid idiot. Because that event is gonna have such great wrestling that if you're truly a wrestling fan, even if you don't know who the hell those guys are, the wrestling itself should make up for it. It should make you want to watch more of them more what make you want to watch new japan wrestling make you want to watch aew same thing with you know someone watching backlash this year and watching bad bunny and damian priest it should make you care about damian priest and seeing what wwe is going to do to push him to the top or see bad bunny come into wrestling a musician by the way not an athlete not a person with any physical, you know, background at all. He's a musician, but he put his heart and soul into training and learning a sport that he loved his whole life. That he is a fan of himself. You should be interested in watching more of that because of the great performance that is out there 
every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and sometimes Sundays that we have professional wrestling on. I mean, I get what you're saying. I, I wouldn't, I guess it goes back to, you know, people are entitled to their opinion. I guess my point before we get out of here would be, I'm not the biggest AEW fan. I'm, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to, to trash them. I just don't yeah, watch it. You're not gonna trash. I don't. Them. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I you're not. I don't watch it. I don't. You know, comment on anything. It's just I don't go out of my way to do it, and I just move on and I watch my WWE, and that's what I do. It's just like I don't have to say anything about it. Like, okay. That's how everyone should be. If you want to be a WWE fanboy or AEW fanboy, you're in your perfect. You have every right to be. I'm not bashing you for being that. It's fine if you just want to watch one thing. That's cool. I watch 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 action movies. I'm not a drama person. Like I'm not going to watch The Notebook, but I'll watch Die Hard. You know what I mean? But I'm not bashing The Notebook. Or anything, it's just not my cup of tea. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. And I just I wish we took the long way to like that. <laughs> yeah. But right. yeah, I mean, you want to watch Forbidden Door? I'm not gonna watch it, but I'm I'm excited for you because you're so excited about it. Oh yeah, I've been up but I'm before. not gonna watch it. That's gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. That might be like. That might be the pay per view of the year, right? Like I don't even know what's gonna happen later. Like I'm sure SummerSlam's gonna be amazing too. I expect Money in the Bank to be awesome. By the way, speaking of just Money in the Bank, I hate that people are bashing the Money in the Bank participants from the men's side. Excuse me, what are we saying? There's people who have bashed the Money in the Bank participants. Oh, there's not like any like top names or anything. Like what? Shut up. We have we're trying to make people though because exactly. then you can complain if you got all the changes. so many times. We have Santos Escobar, we have LA Knight, yeah, we have Ricochet, we have Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, what? Like, oh, these are me. people, excuse me, you forgot one. I'm not finished, I was gonna continue. I'm just saying, we got Damian Priest, yeah, okay? we do. Like, <laughs> we have like. People who are not champions, who've never been champions before in this match, were trying to build, well, world champions, I should say, in WWE. You know, like, we're, we're trying to build the future. Let them win. And these are six great back. wrestlers. I, I I think I'm missing one. I forgot who I missed. But I think I think that's it. Six? Uh, yeah, that's, I yeah but I think I forgot to name one. But it's okay. Either way, we got six great wrestlers that are going to put on an excellent match. And just enjoy it. All I want is for people just to enjoy it. I think that's, at the end of the day, no matter the negativity, no matter all the backstage news, no matter anything that we, we've we talked about, at the end of the day, just enjoy what the, the hell is on the TV. Like we're, in a, we're in a time in professional wrestling where we have wrestling basically all the time and yeah. great wrestling we just forgot just... butch that's what we forgot butch um yeah that's what i knew i forgot to mention one but yeah even butch awesome like at the end of the day just enjoy it that's all i want people to do i think that's all yep. so i don't know it's, it's, it, we have some good topics today sasha 
yeah, we we, we really definitely got in there. We we did. <laughs> we we disagree. We agree. We, we I like that. I, I I don't I don't think we have to agree. I think that's the perfect thing. We don't have to always agree. But at the end of the day, your opinion is yours. My opinion is mine. At the end of the day, we still gonna love each other. We still gonna enjoy professional wrestling, and that's that's just the way it should be. Yeah, we can disagree and move on and amen. Just don't super kick me. You know what I mean? That's all I'm asking. I can't make any promises. Don't turn on me. That's all. I I can't make any promises. I made you you main event Sasha. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's, that's what I'm saying. Wait a minute. You made me. Hold on. (laughs) I I made you main event Sasha, the legit king, the mistress of legitness. Like, come on. You know what? I founded you. You you what? I'm done with you. I'm done. Done. But no, no. At the end of the day, though, like I said, people, we just enjoy wrestling. I think that at the end of the day, that's just what we want. So, yeah. Just enjoy. Get up. Don't read spoilers. Get off the internet. Just watch. Yeah. Don't don't spoil nothing. Try it one time. It's great. I swear, it's great. And ESPN, that goes for you too. Stop spoiling shit. Okay. I don't have the last pay per view for me because I couldn't watch it because I was at work. Okay, and you that's spoiled everything. I have like PLEs I'm excited about. That's my new thing. I stay off of social media. Yeah, um, this, I'm going to, I, I know don't... to block ESPN on PLE days that I can't watch them. Yeah, so that's that's a lesson learned. Try I, it, I, guys. It's amazing. It it, it really is. It, it it. I'm a, I might go that way one day. We'll see. Do it during the rumble. That's my favorite time to do it. Like do it during that. During the rumble, okay. Hmm? Don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Stay off. You, don't even. You don't even know who's gonna show up or anything like that. That's smart. I like that. I might do that this year. I'll do that with you. Actually, I will. Okay. That's or fun. maybe some. Well, I mean, they've been popping some things off at SummerSlam. I didn't know. You know. Damage Patrol was gonna get back together. Oh yeah, that's true. No one knew of that though. I don't even think that was reported. No one knew that because that happened literally the day, like the night of, like the night before I me. Mean. Th- that's what Dakota Kai said. She said she literally like found out the day before. So no one really had time to even find out about that. To be honest, maybe awesome. think we should try it. Get well soon, Dakota Kai. I love you. You're awesome. Yep. And shout out to Up Up Down Down. That's like my my shit. I love Up Down Down. You're awesome. All right. But hey, right, guys. This is episode three. Uno, dos, tres. Yep. Episode three, Ring Champs. Your boy Just Fino, Sasha the Legit King. You know, good episode, Sasha. You got any last words for the people? No, not really. Not no, really. They're in the. You know, you're out of the bloodline. I'm out of the bloodline. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh my Sorry. god! You, of Too course, soon. you of course Too you soon. end this show on Sorry. such a bad taste. My bad. Oh, god. CM Punk. I can, that's a, that's a CM Punkism in you. I can see what? it. Okay. Just bringing a scrum. I'm about to just go fight somebody. I don't want to hear that word again either. Throw like, a chair at somebody. I don't want to hear scrum ever. Get my dog. Get like, Duke and Roman to bite somebody. If this is the last time we hear scrum, then I'm, I'll be fine with that. I don't want to hear that. I didn't even know those were called scrums. Never heard that word Yeah, before. that's actually the first time I heard that term. Never, ever. Yeah, that's a weird word. I don't even know who Let's leave that. that in 2020 to where it belongs. Let's, let's yeah. 
R.I.P. to the word scrum. We won't do that here no more. <laughs> and anyway, I, I just hope everyone tune into the collision. Uh, uh, you know, it's starting Saturday. It's gonna be. It should be a good show. Nice, nice, uh, nice main event. We got. There's also they also announced a Drade versus Buddy, so that should be a good match. Hopefully, they they kind of repeat what they did in NXT. That would be a great match if that's what they do. Uh, I believe that. Friday back. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Uh, and then uh, Miro's also in action too. So, well, if look at that. If you're a Miro fan, check look out Miro. He's back. Uh, maybe Lana will come with him. We don't know. We'll see. Hmm. But anyway, guys, uh, just enjoy wrestling. Hope everyone uh, enjoyed this episode. It was a great episode. Me and Sasha, uh, episode three. You can find us on all social media. Well, not all social media sites, but any social media site. Just just search uh, Ring Chance JFS. Uh, we're on all that. So just uh, follow us, subscribe, like, share, whatever it is you got to do to show some love. I appreciate it. Sasha appreciates it very much. Uh, we're on all uh, streaming sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. So check us out on that as well. All right. So we are out of here. Love you guys. Peace. Adios.